0: Good morning. I'm Riley and this is Lifestyle Tucson, a program where I speak with nonprofit groups and organizations about what they do and current projects. Today's program is a little different since it's back to school season. I'm sharing a conversation
1: I recently had with...
2: My name is Bree Seward. I'm the Executive Director of the Autism Society of Southern Arizona.
1: My name is Aiden Goodwin. I'm the Outreach Coordinator for Arizona's Fire Academy. We are a private day school that offers one-to-one and small group instruction for uh, students with autism and any other learning differences.
0: Well, it is that time of year, back to school, partially exciting, partially stressful. And if you are a family also navigating diagnosis of an autism spectrum disorder, there's a whole nother element to uh, put into consideration. Before we get too far, Bree, will you take a second to just tell me a bit more about the Autism Society of Southern Arizona and how it serves families in the community?
2: Sure. We serve um, parents who have children affected by autism, as well as adults that are either looking for a diagnosis or plugging into programs to help with socialization or services, support. So we help everyone in the community that is looking for information and resources on autism. So whether you're a parent trying to navigate the school process and look for schools specifically tailored to your child um, or how to navigate the IEP process, which is individualized education plan um, that we can talk more about or we also offer programs so there's something for everyone across the lifespan Um, we offer socialization programs through our social butterflies um, program and that's done virtually and what's great about the program is that we've seen after the four-week instruction through the program kids have gone on to to set up play dates so we hear from families that the friendships continue and are blossoming through this program we also offer parent peer support so parents can come together and learn from other parents about you know, the trials, tribulations, the joys, the accomplishments um, and, and connect with each other through that program. We also do team meetups for kids and that did not stop during the pandemic. We thought it was even more important than ever to connect teens. So we do that in partnership with Playformance and the coach there engages kids. We're even doing it with an affiliate in Ohio. And so kids can connect on a Friday night and learn different activities, play games with each other, talk to each other, create friendships there. So that's really important. And we know with teens, we can really build up that their social development in that way. Um, We also do an adult social club and it's for adults um, with a diagnosis of autism. And we've done partnerships with the American Red Cross where they've talked about uh, how to be prepared for emergency situations, they've given them tools, Um, they've helped them be prepared for life skills. And this group has done fun things like online escape rooms, virtual game night. And so it's really fun. And this group is growing and really connecting and bonding with each other through this time. Um, We also offer parent training. So through our stepping stone programs, we've done that in English and Spanish. So that's in partnership with the University of Arizona Cooperative Extension. So they're great partners in helping parents navigate challenges in behaviors that are associated with autism. And we also offer an empower hour. So that definitely I want to share as a focus for parents needing help with school support. So on August 17th, we are partnering with Raising Special Kids and that's gonna be a Spanish Spanish session of our Empower Hour that's facilitated by Rosaria Huerta who has great experience in counseling, behavior. She also has a teen that has a diagnosis of autism and she really learned, how, she knows how to connect with parents and we talk about specific topics that our parents are interested in and that can really help with school supports and we're going to have a QA and a session um, late in August about that as well. So we offer a lot across the board and we also help parents just in general, like where do I get a diagnosis? Um, where, what doctors do I go to? How do I, I'm moving to Tucson, where do I go? What do I do? So we help them with everything associated with autism.
0: You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. Lots of making connections for, for people. Something I'd like to take a little bit of a, a, a little bit of a deeper dive into is uh, parent trainings. So, how are these sessions currently being held, and uh, what are some of the topics that are covered
2: uh, in these sure. sessions? So, through our Empower Hour, you know the goal of that program is a virtual support group um, that meets on a biweekly basis. It's offered in English and Spanish. And so we hear from parents about what their greatest concerns are. So if it's challenging behaviors, we will organize a conversation based around that. We had a great speaker from Parent Support Arizona that helped with advocacy and how to, you know, set up the school year and be successful with children with um, a diagnosis. So we lean in and, and on our offer our parents on what they want to hear about and what topics pertain to them most and they, they can benefit from. And at the end of the hour, we want them to be empowered and equipped with new skills, new tools um, that can really help their family thrive.
0: What about the uh, the parent peer support group? You know, it's, it sounds a little self explanatory, but what are some of the meetings? What's the typical meeting like?
2: So um, a parent support group meeting still happens online, and that is basically parents coming together as you know another parent going through the same experience. So and that is um, led by our information referral specialist, Maxine Matthews. She's um, bilingual. She is a great asset to the community and has two children um, uh, that are autistic and so she has gone through it and she's also co-facilitating this with a father who has a very young child with an autism diagnosis so together they're able to answer questions that arise from parents on you know at every stage so whether you have a young child or a teenager going through puberty or adolescence or in high school, and they're able to give you questions, point you to the right direction, give you resources, uh, say, hey, we have a program that may work for your family. So it's a time for parents to come together as peers and support each other through this journey.
0: So how does it differ from the Empower Hour uh, you had mentioned before?
2: So the Empower Hour is facilitated by a therapist. And it's also we bring in key speakers and we really provide tools on different types of therapy. ABA, we explain what applied behavior analysis therapy is, we explain what different therapies, what music therapy is, what play therapy is, how it can help your child. So we really open the minds of families and direct them to new things, to consider this avenue, um, how, you know, what how to address challenging behaviors, how to how to prepare your child for the transition going from summer to school. So we really have Set topics every week on a weekly basis for parents, and that's because our facilitator has such great knowledge and experience in these types of therapies in counseling. So she's able to gear those hours in sharing skills from her knowledge and from what she knows. And we just we help families with what they what they want to learn.
0: You know, and we we talk about the transition from summer into the new school year and. Uh, autism spectrum disorder or not, people and kids in general have different ways of learning. And so I guess Aiden, this is where I'm gonna turn to you. What is the Arizona Aspire Academy?
1: Yeah, so we are a private school uh, that specializes in one-to-one and small group instruction for students on the spectrum or with any type of uh, learning difference or disability. So we do have a wide range of kids. Most of our students are on the autism spectrum. We serve all grades K through 12. So with a wide uh, age range and disability range, we definitely have to highly individualize our instruction and what we do both in the classroom and and outside the classroom for our families as well. It's great having uh, community partners like the Autism Society, Uh, for our parents really to turn to and our students to turn to uh, when they need things outside of school. We're here to make sure school is a successful and positive experience for our kids, but it's great to have partners outside of school that our parents can turn to and our students can turn to with socialization, resources, things like that.
0: So this is kind of a, a lofty question, but what are some of the currently understood or known differences in the learning process for a child with an autism spectrum disorder as compared to a child who doesn't?
1: Yeah, and and that can range greatly depending on the individual. That's why we do one-to-one instruction. Each student has their own program, their own schedule, their own teacher. So that teacher is there to meet their needs, whether it's a sensory need, a scheduling need, an environmental thing, whatever that student may need during that math class or English class, that teacher is there uh, to meet that kid's needs. Could be a behavioral challenge that that we're working on in the classroom. Again, could be a sensory thing, mostly um, academic as well. So uh, whether they need manipulatives, they need some hands-on things, um, whatever we need to do to engage that student in that class, that's what our teachers are there for. We really want our kids to feel safe and loved for at school as well. Almost all of our students have been in another uh, setting that did not work out as well or was not as successful. So it's our job to repair that relationship with school, with teachers, with peers, uh, and for our families. They've been through just as much as our as our students have. So it's important that, again, we um, build that positive relationship with learning and school uh, for our kids. And again, we do that alongside with our community partners like the Autism Society, um, because our families do need things beyond the classroom. I mean, that's where it's really important that we have resources for our families to go to in their home and uh, everywhere else.
0: You know, I remember, Bree, when we spoke, uh, it's been a couple of months now, uh, we talked a lot about how, you know, it takes a village to raise a child and kind of building off of that, what are some ways that parents and teachers can work together to make the learning experience for a child with uh, ASD easier or more beneficial for the long term?
2: I think it's really important to have that team approach to learn about, you know, the plan and, and the IEP process and to learn about what the child's, you know, rights are and what, what they have access to and what supports can really help them thrive. So knowing that you can build a team of occupational therapists, speech therapists that can really help and just getting them on your side and working together and working together as a team who is there to benefit the child and that's what Aiden does at the school um, and that's what special education teachers do and that's the goal and that's really important for parents to just understand you know they what what can work best for your child so if it's if it's certain things like having your child sit in the front of the class you know maybe it's working with the teacher to communicate that need writing it into the uh, IEP plan having the child be a part of that process and having them have a voice at the table and including them and not talking about them but talking with them about what their needs are and what their challenges can be and how effective it can be to make small changes like a visual schedule or social stories things like that that you can incorporate in a classroom setting that can really help the child thrive and that's just important for both parent and teacher to understand
0: This is Lifestyle Tucson. I'm speaking with Bree Seward from the Autism Society of Southern Arizona and Aiden Goodwin from the Arizona Aspire Academy. Do you have any good examples of some of the the methods or practices that you use to help make the the learning process a little easier for a child?
1: Yeah, so um, everything that, that Bree just mentioned from picture schedules, a big thing for us is that relationship with the student. It's important that our teachers build a rapport with their student and and build that that trust and care for for each other. It's very much of a learning team. So it does come down to that relationship. Um, As far as the strategies that we use, again, picture schedules, timers, things like that. Our kids on the spectrum especially um, need to know what's expected, need to have consistency throughout their day with their people, their physical space, everything. Uh, like that. So that's where, again, we can highly individualize it. Um, If students don't come to us and they are in a public school or charter school, it's important that they do work with that classroom teacher in that school to make sure that kid um, receives the accommodations or modifications that they may need. So again, we're not an option for everyone, but for the kids that we do serve, we can highly individualize it. If they're in a a, a different setting though, which there's some great other schools uh, here in Tucson, they can also be very successful in those those settings as well if they do work closely with that teacher, with the student, um, and that family.
0: Something else I'm kind of just curious about, because although, you know, we're kind of in a, I don't even know exactly a good word to use it, a, a transitional time where, where we were getting back to normal, but things aren't necessarily looking how we would think. Um, and I guess, like, are there options for, you know, people who would want to continue homeschooling or, you yeah.
1: know. Yeah so we still have a ton of students across all across the state and especially in Tucson that are still receiving virtual instruction and then off-campus instruction. Off-campus instruction is in-person instruction where we send a teacher to the child's home or an off-campus location uh, where they can still get that in-person instruction which a lot of our kids need um, but they're not coming into a school. Again they're in the safety of their home with a Uh, vaccinated teacher coming to their home. So um, we still have that option. Then we do a virtual instruction. It's still one-to-one. It's still our same exact model, same instruction, but um, it is virtual. So our families uh, have had the ability to do that and will continue to. Um, And a lot of other schools, I really have to commend um, schools across the state and the country, um, have been able to implement this virtual learning really well. For our kids, having uh, the needs they do, uh, it's we are better in person most of the time, depending on the student, but virtual instruction has been very successful for a lot of our kids um, that we maybe did not expect uh, for it to. It also alleviates a lot of the anxiety um, and everything else that's that's coming to fruition right now. So, yeah, we're very grateful to be able to teach our kids however they feel comfortable and how uh, whichever way the family wants.
0: Something I had also noticed on uh, the Arizona Aspire Academy's website was it's more than just school uh, itself. I, let me, like before and after, I noticed there's some focus on that. Can you tell me just a bit more about some of those other
1: Yeah, so we are primarily an educational environment um, and here for academic learning. That's why it is important to have um, other social opportunities outside of school. Again, our kids are coming to us usually with some learning uh, deficits or other learning challenges, so it's important that we focus on that. But socialization is huge for our kids, especially when um, kids were in their home for a year or more. Um, They are excited to be back this year. We want to do that safely. Uh, We want to be mindful of everything we are doing. But um, we do need to provide our our parents and our our students with a full day of learning uh, before and after school care, clubs, field trips, things like that. Again, doing it in a safe way, working with community organizations to, to facilitate those things. And we also have implemented social-emotional learning this year. So every student is in a social-emotional learning class. um, And we really take that seriously because of uh, the impacts that COVID has had on our students and and their mental health and uh, their well-being overall. So that's something all of our campuses do. All of our kids participate in. uh, It is with their same-age peers. So again, we do gear and accommodate the class accordingly. But Um, That has been a huge implementation uh, this school year for all of our kids, uh, really focusing on their mental health. We have new curriculum to facilitate that course as well that our teachers have all been trained in. We worked closely. The NFL also released a a curriculum on social-emotional learning, physical movement, and uh, mental health. So we've worked closely with them to provide that for our students, especially when they have been home for a year or more. They weren't getting a lot of that socialization. So that's why it's important to still um, attend those, those teams meetups and things like that, that the Autism Society offers, but also come to school and and have a good time as well.
0: You're listening to Lifestyle Tucson. Back to you, Bree. What is, uh, what are we looking at moving forward? I guess you mentioned how there's the Empower Hour coming up, kind of what's on your agenda uh, for the Autism Society of Southern Arizona moving into this new school year?
2: Yeah, I mean, we want to continue supporting our families and letting them know that we are there for them where they're at. Um, and it might be even more convenient for them to plug in online with us as we continue virtual programs um, while they increase you know the busyness of their lives with school you know being reintroduced so we're just constantly uh, an arm for them to to lean on and um, and things will come up I mean autism is an ebb and a flow and so people will contact us during the the first stages of a diagnosis and where to go, but then we'll hear from them again, and they'll want to plug into one of our programs. And then we'll continue on with them as we direct them to different and they evolve through different programs. So it's an evolution and we're here through them uh, for the entire process.
0: I really appreciate you guys taking this time to have a little chat with me. Is there any other news or anything you'd like to share before we wrap things up?
1: Um, I just want to say I think it's important for um, parents and, and students to reach out to their school to uh, the autism society to get any support. Um, I know it's hard to reach out for some of this support sometimes but I think everyone is so understanding and flexible, whether it's in schools, um, or even outside of school, um, it's important just to reach out help each other and again we will all get through this and uh we definitely have seen that already so yeah i think it's just important to work together which we were talking about takes, yeah it uh,
2: takes the whole crew <laughs> it, does. it is a team effort for sure and you know with partners like aiden at the school and um you know all of our community partners there's you know we can help direct people to the right resources and programs um to help them in their journey so it takes a village Um, And AZ Aspire Academy is part of that village. um, And we're grateful to have them um, to direct our families to if if that's the school that they're interested in looking for.
0: Well, before uh, we wrap up, Brie, what's the website and in contact information for the Autism Society?
2: Sure, so if you are interested in any of these programs or looking to contact us, you can do so on our website, www.as-az.org. You can give us a call at 520-770. 1541. Um, our email is on there. You can email us. We'll get right back to you. Um, our information referral specialist is here. She has experience and she's in Spanish. So we can, we can help anyone that's looking for autism resources um, and we'll plug you right in. So thank you for the opportunity.
0: Yeah. And how about uh, you, Aiden, uh, if someone wants to find out some more about uh, yeah. the Fire Academy?
1: Yeah, they can go on azaspireacademy.com. They can also check out our Facebook page or they can call 480-420-6630. We're always available to talk to our families, but reaching out through our website is probably the quickest and easiest way for our families to connect.
0: Awesome. Well, y'all, thank you so much. I got some great information and uh, yeah, I guess best of luck to everyone moving forward into this new school year. Parents and kids alike. Thank you. We're all...
2: (laughs) We got this. <laughs> we this together. Thank you
1: so much. Thank you.
0: If you are part of a nonprofit group or organization that would like to be featured in an upcoming episode of the Lifestyle Tucson program, you can reach out to us by email, publicaffairs at azlotus.com. That is publicaffairs at azlotus.com. For more information about the program or to listen back to something you may have missed, You can find more information on the Sunday Mornings page at mixfm.com, klpx.com, kfma.com, and espntucson.com.